0: Hi, this is Joe Feeks, editor of Pig Health Today, and with me is Dr. Joe Connor. He is a veterinarian and president of Carthage Veterinary Service in Carthage, Illinois. Thanks for coming by, Joe. Thanks, Joe. My pleasure. I want to talk with you this morning about mycoplasma, and I realize there's a lot of talk in the industry about elimination, but initially I'd like to focus on control, and I was thinking the other day that, you know, when you think about the big swine diseases, or at least the ones that get all the headlines, PERS, flu, circovirus, they're all viruses. Mycoplasma is unique, of course, in that it's bacterial, which really gives you a much bigger toolbox for, for managing the disease, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it sure does, Joe. And one of the interesting things is that uh, mycoplasma has been part of the industry for years, but only more recently have we identified the ongoing costs of that particular bacterial infection. And so that's really what has driven our focus on control measures.
0: So let's, when you think about disease, you can look at prevention, control, and treatment. Um, With respect to grower pigs, if we wanna talk about prevention, what's the best way to try to keep mycoplasma out of grower pigs?
1: I think there's uh, several avenues that are quite important. One is we wanna stabilize the growing guilt before she enters the sow herd because there's been a number of studies that have indicated that an infected animal can shed this particular bacteria for up to about 250 days. So if we expose the young guilt to the natural infection she will then not be shedding when she farrows her first time and then that, so that becomes a critical part of the control. The second part of the control process is still uh, to vaccinate pigs or piglets, depending on the um, activity within the growing population. It's very common for us to vaccinate uh, piglets quite young at our first processing, so at uh, three to five days of age. Then the third part of the control uh, in addition to vaccination is an inclusion of an antibiotic strategically placed during the active phase and the growing phase of that pig. One of the good changes that have recently come into is that we utilize lecomycin as a antibiotic to control the uh, mycoplasm infection is now more flexible dosing, which allows us to include that from 100 grams to 200 grams Mm -hmm. for a 21-day period. Because of the nature of how mycoplasm transmits between pigs, which is quite slow, that window of 21 days becomes quite important to help control the infection pressure itself.
0: Now you mention uh, feed medication for mycoplasma. Uh, of course, the industry has been backing off of those a little bit. We do have, uh, you know, a good medication available for mycoplasma. It does require a veterinary feed directive. When and where is the medication a, a good
1: option? In our decision tree, we would look at the uh, clinical uh, incidence of the uh, pneumonia. We would look at the closeout performance and make a determination the best we could as to how much of that performance restriction is due to mycoplasm activity. We have a number of diagnostic tools to, Joe, to help us answer when should we strategically place a intervention such as zinc So we can either do that through uh, necropsies, through uh, laryngeal tracheal swabs by PCR or by serology, as well as observing the pigs to say that uh, this would be the age or the time at which we would put an antibiotic intervention in.
0: So what would be, is there a threshold uh, where you would say, well, these pigs definitely have to be treated even if it's from a a welfare standpoint? Um, The thresholds we
1: use are the prevalence of mycoplasm activity at weaning. What we know from studies is that if there's a high prevalence and generally greater than 25% PCR positive at weaning, we're going to have early infections, so early infection and transmission, generally in a late nursery. If the prevalence is quite low, that activity is going to be very late in a finishing period. So based on that prevalence, and then combined with clinical signs, Uh, and mortality or morbidity, we would then say this is the threshold that we would use to intervene.
0: Now, you mentioned also um, a new claim that gives you more flexibility in terms of using medication. Could you speak to that a little bit?
1: Yes, up until recently, in the changeover on the VFDs, Lincomycin needed to be included as a feed antibiotic at 200 grams for 21 days. Prior to that, most of the industry was using lincamycin for mycoplasm control at 100 grams for 21 days. The new uh, labeling now allows that to occur and also allows a flexible dose between the 100 and 200 grams for the 21 days that can be determined.
0: Where do injectable antibiotics fit into the picture as far as mycoplasma goes? Well,
1: they remain quite important and um, <coughs> Depending on the prevalence of mycoplasm at weaning, they are a key component of our control program. Uh, Antibiotics have been shown to reduce the transmission and the infection rate of pigs. Then, importantly as well, for the individual pig treatment, so the growing or finishing pig that would be uh, clinically showing signs of mycoplasm, we would use an antibiotic there as well. And then lastly, uh, antibiotics have played a role in the percentage of herds that are doing mycoplasm elimination.
0: So how do you know when to use an injectable though? I mean, because you don't want to just use them arbitrarily. They're expensive and and you you want to make the most of that investment. Um, What do you tell your producers in terms of uh, trying to walk the pens and spot the sick pigs? Yeah, so
1: what we use for them is a clinical activity and uh, mycoplasm generally results in a dry long duration cough. The second thing would be to look at the individual pigs that are showing a uh, respiratory activity which may or may not be related to the cough and then uh, the third would be an increase in mortality and most of us Um, use a threshold on mortality of a certain number of pigs that would uh, die over a short time period as a trigger to go in and be more aggressive with individual treatments. What we do know from a number of studies that if our caregiver is uh, good and can be uh, trained to detect the pig that requires treatment, individual treatment pig treatment remains the most cost effective strategy we have even for a bacterial agent such as mycoplasma.
0: Now, there's a lot of talk in the industry about eliminating mycoplasma. Uh, I know some vets have been successful doing that in a few herds, but it's not for every operation, is it? No, it's not. Um, What's progressed
1: over the last uh, three to five years has been a a program that can be predictably highly successful, somewhere in the 80 to 90 percent range with with elimination, but there's also other factors you we need to consider. What is, what's the likelihood that that population will become infected either by aerosol transmission or other mo- methods of mycoplasm movement? And the second would be, what really is the cost of mycoplasm? in the growing finishing population if it is the only bacteria that are infecting those pigs. So we try to make the decision based on what's the expected economic return if we do eliminate mycoplasm out of the flow. Part of the uh, movement toward elimination has been that because we commonly do have co-infections in the growing pigs, including uh, PRS or influenza, Uh, elimination of a bacterial organism, such as mycoplasma hyalemoniae, can reduce the uh, losses or the restrictions that the other two uh, viruses would uh, have on those growing pigs.
0: Now, You've done some research with mycoplasma elimination?
1: Yes, we've done uh, uh, considerable research. uh, One looking at uh, the development of the program, so what's the most cost-effective uh, program that we can utilize today to eliminate. And then, secondly, a key component, as we discussed early in the conversation, was how do we, ex- how do we expose growing gilts so that they are not shedding mycoplasm when they feral? And today, uh, most recent research has gone toward um, trying to expose them as a group so you can set a point in time which is a very key component for the success of the elimination program.
0: What are you hearing at the 2018 American Association of Swine Veterinarians? Because you've had the opportunity to compare notes with a lot of uh, other veterinarians about mycoplasma trends and success rates.
1: A lot of discussion, um, and it's quite interesting that we have greater respect for the performance reduction with mycoplasm we've ever had before. Secondly, we now have as an industry a, a, a number of herds that have eliminated mycoplasm. So we've got pretty good predictability about the key steps to be successful. And then the uh, frequency of success. And then the third thing, uh, discussion has been that if we have good stability within a herd, our traditional control measures uh, still are quite important and can give us the most cost-effective grow finish performance.
0: Excellent, so what do you see, um, how do you see these programs evolving? Do you see more producers trying to get on an elimination program eventually, or is it gonna hold it around the 10% that you mentioned?
1: Uh, I think, Joe, it'll move up uh, slowly over time. The one aspect that came in this past year would be that we did get historically mycoplasm negative herds become infected and so we're always going to go back and look at can we determine the route of introduction. If we cannot determine that route of introduction then it slows somewhat the elimination because of the concern that we may or may not be we may not be able to prevent the introduction back into the herd. At the same time as we increase the uh, pig density in areas we're always looking to eliminate bacterial or viral infections that we can eliminate in order to take them out of the spectrum of the combined infections. The last thing that was uh, published here about a year ago would be that in the pig dense areas, so in the finishing uh, density areas, that aerosol transmission is not as frequent as what we thought in the past, so if we can put well controlled mycoplasm pigs in an area, they're not likely to become uh, aerosol infected, is what we thought several
0: years ago. Well Joe, great insights as always. I have a feeling we're going to be talking about this topic again likewise. We've been talking to Dr. Joe Connor. He is a veterinarian and president at Carthage Veterinary Service. Joe, thanks again for coming by. Thanks, Joe.